Woo! Oh boy. Happy anniversary, Red. Happy anniversary. Happy, happy 25th anniversary to you too, Roy. <laughs> it's the 25th anniversary. Welcome everyone. This is Loser Leaves Wrestling. Loser Leaves Wrestling. With your host, Red. My my name's Red. I, why, why am I talking to a third person? My name is Red Jefferson. I'm here with Roy Hammer. Hammer, how are we doing? Good, good. I we uh, just to peek behind the curtain. Before earlier today, we were going to record uh, an episode. We were going to talk about two episodes of Tuesday Night Titans, mm-hmm. and uh, the one year anniversary show of NWA TNA. But uh, I happened to see you told me. Uh, to check out Mick Foley's Instagram, and there was yes. a picture of Terry Funk and him on there. And Isn't started, it so sweet? It's so sweet. I like it's very that sweet. Terry Funk's shirt says something like, you can't mess with me, I've got two daughters, which is yeah. really funny. <laughs> you can't scare me. <laughs> right. You can't scare me. Uh, but he's he's in fighting pose, and he's still with it. He's still yeah. with it enough, you know? Yeah, and, um, and then I remembered that it's the 25th anniversary of ECW's very first pay-per-view, Barely Legal. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so I thought it would be good to go back and watch that show. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And I did. So you've seen the show before, of course. I Uh, hadn't seen the show in a long time because I remember going into this show being like, this is one of ECW's best pay-per-views. This is probably their second or third best pay-per-view ever. Uh, I don't uh, Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of feelings on it. I have a lot yeah. of feelings. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of cool to go look back and see what was acceptable for pay-per-view at the time. Uh, what was allowed. And not only that, it's just like the poor production quality yeah. is rough. What's, what's funny is that it's the best lit WC, uh, ECW pay-per-view ever. All of the that... other shows are so dark <laughs> compared to this That's one. so funny. That's so funny. Um, but thank you all so much for joining us today. This is the podcast exclusive MD Arena where we're going to discuss yeah. Barely Legal bar- uh, Barely Legal 1997. Uh, but also, please support our Patreon, uh, Loser Leaves Wrestling. Uh, check out our YouTube. We have YouTube streams all the time, right, Roy? All the time. Every Wednesday. All the time. Every Saturday. Every Wednesday and every Saturday, you could catch the review of AW Dynamite or Wrestling News, the Weekly Wrestle. The Weekly Wrestle this coming week is going to be our twenty-first rendition of the Weekly Wrestle. You love (laughs) every week. We're going to celebrate it as the longest thing we've ever done. (laughs) It's so cool. Every week we do it, it becomes the still like we set a new record for the longest thing we've ever done. We're treating this like the Undertaker streak, and I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're having fun we're having fun let's start this pay-per-view let's start this pay-per-view wait 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 before we start it before we start it since i was the one that initiated the watching of this mm-hmm. um had you ever seen this show before Ye- have i ever seen this show before yes oh yes i have i saw okay. it maybe like 10 years ago okay. not too long ago uh about like early 20s i was in and i remember seeing it and i remember not really paying attention. I was with a group of people. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't really remember how I liked it then. Yeah. I remember paying a lot of attention for a couple of matches, which we'll get into in a bit. But uh, I remember not paying too much attention. This is the first time that I took notes on this. Okay. And actually dissected it. And uh, would you like to start? Would you like to get in? Yeah. Can, but I, just one, one more thing before we get into it. Of course. Overall. How do I feel? What's your, what's like, if you had to describe your feeling in one word overall, what would it be? Fine. (laughs) (laughs) Like, 
fine. Like yeah, right. there, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good on here, and there's sure. a lot of bad. The first and there's hour, a lot of like I hate wrestling fans. Yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Uh, Barely legal. 1997. We start off the the night with Joey Styles in the ring with a suit that's five sizes too big too big for him. <laughs> that was um, the style at the time. The crowd's chanting, they're hot, uh, but you could barely hear Joey Styles. Yes. Uh, yeah. The audio in the arena is so poor that he is he's drowned out from the noise of them and also just bad audio. Um, he announces the matches, which is kind of nice. Then the Dudleys come out, which yeah. I was very excited about. And I love seeing Bubba Ray when he was in this Humpty Dumpty phase <laughs> where he just like so rotund, so yeah. rotund. Uh, and they're the champs and they have a fuck you Devon chant. Yeah. Why are they so anti-Devon? Is there an explanation for that? So I don't, so I think the, based on what I know about the history of ECW, and I, I, th I like to think I know a fair amount. I don't know. I'm not an expert, but I think I know a decent amount. So Bubba Ray was always a baby face. He was like yeah. a stuttering, dancing, big, big time baby face. And it wasn't until Devon showed up, who I believe his original gimmick is that, yes, he was a Dudley, but he was like a disgruntled postal worker Dudley. Mm. And, uh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, and he was like a heel, and he was really shitty and mean. And they had a bunch of matches against each other. Bubba yeah, I knew Devon. that. And then Devon turned Bubba heel. So maybe they hate Devon because they were like, you took away our fun babyface dancing babyface. I like that reason. If you know that, uh, the, if you can confirm that for us. Uh, uh, listeners out there, uh, email us at loserleavespod at gmail.com. Yeah. I'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, they come out. Devon says testify uh, once, and that was nice. Mm -hmm. uh, then they, we get the barely legal opener, which is just yeah. an ECW montage with the classic music. This uh, is, I think, I, was, think, I was just going to say, yeah, right around this time is when that music debuted. It's good music, yeah, and it it's is. worked. It just works. Um, it's very excited. And, and it was a good montage, like yeah. simple. It's better than WCW's montages in 1999 Stampede. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Um, we get uh, uh, Joel Gertner uh, gets to the ring and he's uh, introducing the Dudleys. Uh, sign guy uh, Dudley is there as well. Uh, and we we get our first match, Dudleys versus the Eliminators. First off, do you like Joel Gertner? I, uh, yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah I go back do. and forth because a lot of the things he says don't really age very well, but. No, <laughs> but you didn't say anything uh, <laughs> no. today, really. This is uh, still, this is like the early inception of Joel Gertner, who we haven't yeah, he, yet gotten to the quintessential stud muffin at his peak. It does get a little uh, uh, rough around the edges. <laughs> yeah. uh, I wish I had a, a good, like. <laughs> 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 I forgot that's what it sounded like. I thought it was like the uh, George Takai, like, hello. Yeah, no. That's what I was going for, but it was Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> um, but uh, we get Dudley's versus the Eliminators. Uh, yeah. Eliminators being uh, Kronos and Perry Saturn. <laughs> Kronos. Kronos? Kronos? <laughs> it's yeah. the same deal. Um, Joey Styles loves making space puns <laughs> with uh, these two. Yeah. Uh, is Kronos like a, a planet or something or a, a, an interstellar body? I don't have no um, idea. Something like that. I don't but know. Uh, Eliminators dominate the shit out of this match. <laughs> yeah. This they is just, not even a match. <laughs> this is not a match. Like Because uh, they, there's a little back and forth at first, and I love Bubba Ray. Yeah. I love the way Bubba Ray moves. I love the way he wrestles. Everything he looks is amazing even at such a young age his sidewalk slam he has so much height on that sidewalk slam it's nuts yeah it's absolutely nuts the the things that he could do he did uh, a sidewalk slam in that match oh yeah oh uh, yeah i just oh, i forgot high <laughs> yeah i just was only thinking about all of the eliminators uh offense yeah there was a lot of elimination by the way i one thing i do like about ecw i like tornado tags 
when sure. they're tornado tags. Sure. Uh, like, because then it makes sense to me. The tag rule uh, is fine if people obey it. If people don't obey it, then I'm just like, why aren't you all in the ring at the same time then? If the ref isn't going to do anything, why Why do, you know? But the, I love Tornado Tag, it's just like, oh, everyone's bra brawling. They could go outside. They could do this. They could do that. I like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A great chemistry between these two. But uh, Chrono, uh, Cronus? Cronus? Cronus, yeah. Cronus Not, and Perry I Saturn, they are so smooth together. I love them so much. I love they're the Eliminators. Great. I really do love the Eliminators. They're, they're great. Uh, they just beat the shit out of them for about, what, Seven minutes. It's, I think the match was six minutes. And uh, then they uh, get the total elimination on Bubba, which is this cool yeah. uh, spin kick to the back of the leg, spin kick to the front of the face um, uh, finisher, and they get the championships. They win the yeah. ACW championships Very here. similar to uh, Red Dragon's finishing move. Mm -hmm. It's like a double. It is. It is. But how do you feel about this being a short, short, quick match? High intensity match. Yeah. You know, the thing about it is um, thinking about it, right? Like I, I would watch something. This is where my mindset was while watching this show. Cause now, now that we like are critical of professional wrestling every week, I'm trying to watch it <laughs> in a different way than I now used to. Now we're that we're these monsters. Uh... Daddy, no. Daddy, yes. <laughs> that was plankton. I don't know um, why I did that. <laughs> I try to like watch it as the way I would normally watch wrestling, but then I also try to like think of it in terms of like 1997. And I think the reason behind this match is like no tag teams of their size in America were doing what the Eliminators mm -hmm. were doing. All of the moonsaults. Cronus to this day is still one of the bigger dudes to ever successfully hit a smooth 450 splash. Like, yeah, and it's, it's hard. It's to impressive do. for yeah. 1997, yeah. you know, when no one's doing that move. Everything they did is impressive. Yeah. I love that kind of style. And I feel yeah. like that's something that's missing. But what I like about it most is that not every match needs to be a fucking tight, you know, right. a back and forth match. Sometimes you just get the upper hand and you win, you know? Yeah. And you have to think two things. One, the Dudleys are perfect in this role because they're great yes. at selling and they're just great at getting their asses great kicked. Great heels. Yeah. Boy, does the crowd hate them. One. And two, again, like put yourself in the shoes of ECW. This is the first ever pay-per-view you're doing. This is the first ever match. This is the first ever opponent, like two teams that you're ever going to see on a national scale. Yeah, the Eliminators are wild. Let them do their yeah. thing. I love Let them it. do their thing. Let them do their thing. I love uh, they, Saturn. I love Perry Saturn. Saturn, uh, Saturn is amazing, and I just love everything he does. I think he's so smooth. He wrestles like a video game character. It's great. Big Did you fan. know, also, a quick little uh, hammer moment here, I suppose. Um Saturn and Cronus, they train together. Nice. They train together at Kowalski School. And, and uh, according to Saturn, Cronus was a little bit on the spectrum. So Saturn would just like protect him. He was like his older brother. And everywhere they would go, like Saturn would make sure that he had all his stuff and he was all taken care of. And he tells the story about, I think they were getting robbed at gunpoint somewhere in the South. And Cronus just started laughing at the guy. And Saturn's like, shut the fuck up. This guy's got a gun <laughs> in our face. And he's like, why? It's funny. And he's like, no, no. Take our wallets. See you later. Oh, uh, wait. Yeah, That's very sweet, sweet of Perry Saturn. Sweet. I like hearing that. Um, I like Perry Saturn, though. He's, he's a wackadoo, but I love he him. He got a raw um, deal in life. Yeah, yeah. I hope he's doing okay. Everyone give their love to Perry Saturn. Yeah. We would love that. Um, uh, right after that... Um, Joel Gertner gets in the ring, says that Dudleys are actually the winner by the points, <laughs> by points. They won 85 to 83 in the points. If you're calculating the points, they won. Uh, uh, a fuck, uh, fuck him up chance start. Um, 
then uh, they did give uh, the eliminators give him a total elimination uh, because it's fun. Fun right. to beat him up. Yeah. Um, then uh, Joey Styles is hyping the three-way dance that's going to be coming up later tonight. It's going to be Sandman versus Stevie Richards versus Terry Funk. And the winner of that match will face Raven for the heavyweight championship that night. Um, by the way, that's dumb. <laughs> it's fun it's fun and i like the fact that this is raven's it's kind of like raven's rules before it's raven's rules you have to play yeah. raven's game in order to right. fight raven uh but i just hate i hate that well it also stacks the deck against terry funk and that's what they were going for that's what they're I, going for they just yeah. wanted to stack the deck um then we get a sandman video package uh, a lot of beer and cane shots the slow-mo cane shot in balls mahoney pretty rough Ooh. pretty rough bending that cane right around Ooh. his head um then we get uh this Chris is Kandina. um this is in the so just to let everyone know also i um i i came across a copy of the original version of this show with the original music and all of that stuff oh sure and, and red watched the the peacock version yeah. uh in this promo lust for life by iggy pop is playing underneath it the entire time that's so much better than it adds uh, a lot ecw music <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just right. down, down, <laughs> down. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I didn't get any of the licensed music, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I should have, I should have tried to find a way to do that. Uh, next up, we got Chris Candido coming out. Yeah. He is injured. Shoulder injury. Was a shoulder elbow? Uh, something. I think it was elbow. I think it was like a but torn muscle or something. His, his arm's in a sling. Uh, and, uh, Joey says that he was supposed to be fighting tonight, uh, fighting against Lance Storm, but he can't, but Chris Candido comes out, uh, and he's like, last year I was in mania, but tonight I'm back home. I'm back home tonight. And then he makes fun of people in the three-way. He makes fun of Sandman and Terry Funk and Stevie Richards. Um, there no real, it was just kind of a lot. There was long. I thought it was a good promo actually. It, it, was, it was fine. I feel like there's an issue with every promo that happened today is that there were, they should have been cut in half, directly in half. Yeah. Like every single one went too long. Yeah. yeah. Every, well, without fail. A hundred percent. And that was, that's very much like, I think a trademark looking back on it now, VCW, because it was very much like, I don't know how they do it in AEW, but in ECW, factually, Paul Heyman would be like, yeah, just go ahead, go talk. Yeah, but like if you give it to Foley, he has a beginning, middle, and end. Well, I know. You give it to I Taz, yeah. Taz, like I love Taz. And if Taz just said those first five lines and stopped, awesome yeah. but he kept going and we're like man you're trying to find a button well RVD's you're trying to find too. a button to call this thing off what rvd's promo too rvd's too yeah. rvd's too but i liked um, um i don't know if you got this in the peacock version but i liked that he said something about sandman where he was like uh don't come at me with that singapore cane singapore is a pussy country come at me oh, with a jersey even. cane <laughs> Oh, they did. They kept that in there. Uh, the things they take out are questionable. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I was watching with uh, my partner and uh, uh, like it's on Peacock and then them chanting, she's a whore. <laughs> like, yeah, they're okay like, with that. Yeah. They're okay with that. But yeah. if you play Iggy Pop, there's a problem. <laughs> um, but uh, next up, we get uh, Lance Storm against his uh, substitute opponent, RVD. Yeah. Uh, and this is a classic match. Uh, yeah, I've seen this. Match. I think I've seen this first time was on a ECW retrospective type thing. Right. And then I saw it on a RVD DVD. I've seen this a few times, um, but it's really ahead of its time. It's a great match. Um, uh, we get uh, Lance Storm uh, has the stupid blonde rat tail. Uh, Just the worst rat yeah, tail I've ever classic. seen. It's bleached blonde. He's brown hair. He's this bleached blonde 
Rat tail. I wish I did ew. Ew. Or daddy ew. Oh, no, nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, we get a lot uh, real, real fun back and forth. A lot of RVD kind of showing off that chair throwing spot that he does Ooh. where he where he whips him in the corner and just throws a chair at yeah. his head. Man, that's dangerous, but it looks great. Looks great. Looks honestly, great. honestly, I was trying to think about this. That's not, I don't think that's the, like, I, I, I think a chair shot holding the chair. Yeah, absolutely. Worse absolutely. than throwing the chair. Yeah. If you 100%. throw it right. If you throw it right. Yeah, if you because throw it right. Because you throw it wrong. Yeah. Like, would I rather have Undertaker hit me over the head with a chair or throw a chair at my face? I would rather the Undertaker throw a chair at my face. Yeah. Yeah. Just, because everyone puts their hands up with it. And there's some uh, everyone distance, puts, too. There's some distance. It slows down. You put your yeah. hands up with it. And, and no one gets mad at you for putting your hands up with it. It right. just happens. Yeah. You know, but when you put up your hands through the, it's your uh, the natural shot, reaction. Natural reaction, but like, so I'm I like that spot, even yeah. though it's if you're throwing it wrong, it's dangerous. It's so cool though. It also it's like funny if it sticks on your head. Like it's like it looks great. It looks, it looks great. great. Yeah, it looks great. Um, but yeah, uh, what do I notice? RVD, like he became a uh, a more uh, quiet, charismatic yeah. uh, towards his uh, like as he as he continued. But then he was he felt like Kurt Angle. Like when oh. his first year, you know, just kind of like that jumping, spinning thing. Like, yeah, yeah I'm the, the maids more money. Yeah. And it's just, it more feels... money here and elsewhere. All right. I like that. All right. Yeah. We're He's talking right. about that. He's right. Um, but the fans, one of the thing is throughout this match, they're doing a lot of cool, innovative stuff. And RVD's being a dick the entire yeah. time. And they boo him for saying, you sold out, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and he's using the chair in the match, RVD. Lance Storm gets the chair, hits RVD with it. Hilarious. They boo him. Well, you know why they booed him? <laughs> why? Because his chair shots weren't hard enough. He didn't hit him hard enough. Oh Lance Storm has talked about this. He's like, I picked up the chair and I swung it and I hit him with it and they booed me. And I guess it was because I didn't swing it hard enough, so I tried again, and they booed me again. <laughs> I don't know if that's the truth because it looked like good chair shots. Uh, yeah, they were fine. Yeah, they were just I mean, as good as some of the other ones we saw. I tonight. was gonna say they were just as powerful as Terry Funk's. Terry Funk event. has the weakest <laughs> chair shots, and that's fine. Yeah, he's Terry Funk. You know what's um, interesting about this too? Because I again I went back and I, I pick up this iPad like it's the Observer, but like I went back and I read the Observer, and the reason they were chanting "You sold out" at him was because they were convinced the fans and Paul Heyman at this time were convinced that he was going to WCW. Yeah, yeah. But it turns oh, out he stayed. Yeah, yeah, he stayed. Until the and he went to WWE for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he wins with a Van uh, Daminator through uh, with a chair. He throws and a he chair does at the, the standing moonsault. I guess he hadn't started the frog splash yet. Oh, did he do the jumping moonsault? The split he did, leg yeah, moonsault? Yeah, he did. He didn't do the split leg moonsault. He just did. He did the Van Daminator and then and just then he did the standing moonsault. Yeah, the yeah. standing moonsault. Yeah. Uh, and uh, RVD wins. RVD wins that match. Uh, he grabs the mic right afterward, and this is the promo we're talking about. He's also Honestly, got a major wedgie, too, that I'd like to yeah, point out. <laughs> it's great. It's yeah. great. I'm a big fan of the wedgie. Uh, RVD grabs the mic, and then he's just like, this you, you sold out chance start. Uh, he's like, I don't give a shit about you. I don't care about respect. I don't respect anyone, blah, blah, blah. He's like, uh, I sold out to myself by coming here tonight. I sold out myself because I'm number two to no one. And uh, but one lot, I'll take this win because a win here means more money here, and more money elsewhere. I love that. I love that. It always bothered me great. that he said here twice. I wish he had said a win on pay per view means more money here, 
But that's me nitpicking. I'm nitpicking. No, it, it, but that was a pretty good. I like that yeah. line. I thought it was really good. Uh, uh, it's iconic. Crowd, it is an iconic. The crowd ate it up. The yeah. crowd ate it up, which was important. Uh, next up, we have Joey uh, Styles uh, announcing Michinoku Wrestling. And he kind of explains that it's like a strong style meets Lucha Libre. And we get this uh, 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 in international match. We have uh, Taka Michinoku, Terry Boy, and Dick Togo uh, versus Grand Sas Is it Grand Sasuke or is it Grand Sasuke? It is Great Sasuke. Sasuke, right? Yeah. They were mispronouncing the entire show. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Okay. Joey Styles mispronounces a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, so it's Grand, uh, the Great Sasuke versus Grand uh, Habuda. Hamada. Habuda? Grand Hamada. 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 Grand Hamada, uh, and then I didn't catch that other guy's name. Yeah, I'm, try, I'm trying name? to find it right now. Because uh, I could not get it. Yeah, it's Masado Yaka, you, you, damn it. Uh, Yakush, Yakushijuji. Uh, Stop. Uh, yeah. Stop right now. <laughs> Let's just call him Masado, because that's his first name. <laughs> and he was the cat in green. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and they were chanting Power Ranger at him. <laughs> I was just trying okay. to get it right. It's really going to bother. Joey Styles also had trouble pronouncing it as well. Yeah, but one, one, we're going to listen to our li listeners. Let us know how we say that because we mm -hmm. want to say it right. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we get that match. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, Taka's team is in their BWO. That's the Japanese contingent of the BWO. Amazing. Uh, and they get the streamers treatment. I guess they handed out streamers in the crowd just for this, which is yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, they, I think they got Probably that from the, a, a show in uh, Austin. Uh, there was yeah. a show Knockout in Austin that did I that? I think so. I think, yeah, I think I that's think so. where it came from. I think this uh, is the first time the streamers were ever on pay-per-view, too. Oh, is it? Oh, that's pretty American pay-per-view, yeah. American pay-per-view. But uh, great action in this match. Mm -hmm. I, I thought this was a very good match, even though no one sold. Absolutely no one sold anything ever throughout the entire sure, match. Sure, of course. Uh, but it was it was fun. It was action packed. The crowd was into it. Um, the ref did absolutely nothing. The ref was absolutely garbage. Yeah, but garbage look, ref. This is but this is the style. Like it's not his no, fault. This is just no, no, the no, style no. here. This no, is no, a no, lucha no. libre match. No, but the thing is, the ref literally stopped. Like he had there was three people in the ring. Uh, beating up Taka, and he stopped Grand Sasuke, uh, uh, Sasuke and the other guy from getting in. Uh, but like he saw that there were three guys beating up Taka, and he didn't like it was just it was so ridiculous and it's cartoonishness <laughs> that he stopped them from coming in to save them, but he refused. And he saw like yeah. there's just a problem. Like you could, it just it's just an issue. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, like I just it, want some. If you're gonna make that rule, we're gonna stop people from coming in. You yeah. should. Enforce stop both. it. Enforce and it. And stop both. Yeah, yeah 100%, enforce it. 100%. I, I'm actually, fine. If they had nothing, if they had no ref or they didn't have that kind of like yeah. behavior, then I'd be fine. Whatever. Right. It's an AEW match. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, that's the thing is that so much of AEW style is influenced from this. It's from yeah. this this match and so many things like it. It's true. Um, but uh, it's it's a, a very innovative match. Very it's innovative great. match. Yeah. And uh, a great Sasuke. That so he has the best springboard yeah. elbow I've ever seen. I hate the springboard elbow, the the handspring elbow where you kind of do this uh, cartwheel into a handspring into the elbow because no one ever really has any impact when they right. get to the elbow part. There's no force. There's no momentum. Yeah, there's no force, but he has some height and force. I don't yeah. know how he does it, but uh, every time I've seen him do it, it's always impactful because instead of jumping at them, he just jumps up. Mm -hmm. You know, he does the handspring and then jumps up. And then does, uh, like moves his elbow into yeah. them. If you're uh, listening on Patreon, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you could see me doing it 
Yeah. You could see the action. Yeah. Um, please uh, subscribe. He, the thing that's amazing about Sasuke, too, is that apparently he wrestled the night before in the Tokyo Dome against Jushin Liger and then immediately got on a plane and flew to Philadelphia to be in the six-man. Who is this? That's Sasuke. Oh, did he? Yeah, so that's that's a lot of travel to just come to the ECW arena for a pay per view. It's it's pretty it's pretty impressive. I like Sasuke. Yeah, there's some mixed reports on him, but uh, I like him. He uh, I like him in WWE too when he's in WWF and him versus. There's a few good matches with him and Taka. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this and, was uh, like the beginnings of the WWF like lightweight division. It's just yeah. basically these guys, and then eventually it became Kai and Tai. Yeah, Ta uh, Taka. He's the only person that can rock a crop top like that. Yeah, it's true. Um, he loves the crop tops. He always really has. Well and honestly, I don't necessarily, like, I know Taka's very good. I, I think Taka's very good mm -hmm. and he's like a big deal in wrestling. But man, do I, like, I don't understand of that, of the crop of cruiserweights that were before WWF. And they're like, you know what we need? Taka. <laughs> like, it just, he doesn't, like I, like, I just don't see the star power. And they wanted him to be a star. Yeah. You know, they wanted him yeah. to be the big deal. And he literally looks like a, a baby. He looks like <laughs> a little baby. Like, his muscle definitely, everything. He looks yeah. like a, even though his tights is capri pants. Yeah. And yeah. he walks around like a baby. Uh, yeah. And so, I, And um, then I liked that, that period of time in 1998 when, like, he may have still been light heavyweight champion, but, like, he was feuding with, somebody but his tag team partner was bradshaw all the time it was always him and bradshaw which was very strange i like he's that combo though he's shooting the kind tie i honestly would like yeah. him to be with bradshaw than against bradshaw yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we have the great uh sasuke uh grand uh amada and that other guy winning the match great job guys yeah um great uh, match. and it was yeah and you just gotta give this is this is one of the strengths of ecw right like ECW started, you know, it first was Eddie and Dean and Benoit. And then when they got scooped by WCW, then they went to Ray and Hoovy and Psychosis. And when they got scooped by WCW, then they went to Mishinoku Pro with Taka and all these guys. And when they eventually got scooped by the WWF, then it became Tajiri and Super Crazy and Guido and like all of those guys. They always try to find different styles of wrestling and give them a platform. And Jericho is yeah. also mixed into there with Two Cold Scorpio and like all of those guys too. And like, and they did a good job. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, it was very, it was definitely what I like about ECW. When I said before, and you're like, how did I feel about the show? And I said, fine. Uh, the reason I said fine, like sometimes I'll watch an AW show and I'll be like, eh, or what? Like, but uh, ECW really has variety. Yeah. Really, really, truly yeah. has variety of matches, variety of styles. Uh, you'll have your big man match. You have like technical match. You have a hardcore. A lot of variety there. Um, next up, Stevie's in the back and uh, talks about uh, his big opportunity tonight. And uh, I can't hear a word he said. Yeah. Uh, not a single word. I don't know what music they had playing on in the background for you. I could But they had some it. sort of generic rock music playing throughout. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. It was yeah. really weird. Not good. Um, not Too good. Too long. Uh, Too long. Then Blue Meanie backs him up and says some things that I couldn't hear. The blue uh, guy. The blue guy. Um. Joey Styles then hypes the three-way match, and he said they'll face uh, Raven, the champ, uh, afterwards. It mentions that. But next up, we get Shane Douglas coming out. We have Shane Douglas. Oh, boy, you have some feelings about Shane Douglas. Says he's come back to lead ECW to Nirvana. That's a pay-per-view. He, he made sure to clarify. Right. He said he is extreme. He calls out other wrestlers from other companies. That's how extreme he is. 
Uh, and he broke Pitball number one's neck. Pitbull. <laughs> what did I say? You said Pitball. I said Pitbull. You said Pitball. I didn't say Pitball. <laughs> okay. Wait, hold on. Where did I, where, where, I wish I had a, wait. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had the wrong set. Wrong! <laughs> wrong! Um, but, uh, he beat, uh, he uh, broke uh, Pitball, uh, now I'm saying it. <laughs> Now I'm saying it because of you. Pitbull number one's neck. Uh, he tells the story of it. They show the clip of him. I think it was Pitbull number two whose neck. He no, Pitbull number two is who he fights. Is he is wrestling. Yeah, Pitbull number okay. one. Oh, I can't stop saying it now. Maybe I was saying Pitbull. <laughs> I'm gonna say Pitbull. No, it's, it's just gonna happen. I'll say whatever I want. Uh, but uh, it, it broke his neck. And remember that that's actually one of the things I remember. It wasn't the ECW. Uh, the WWF's version of the ECW documentary. It was the Shane Douglas produced one or the whatever For, it was. They were, forever was this, Hardcore. Forever Hardcore. Yeah. And uh, I remember them talking specifically about that broken neck yeah. and him grabbing it and Pitbull being so upset. Like just, of yeah. course, you know, right. you don't grab my halo. Yeah. My surgically <laughs> repaired neck with this halo that's screwed into my head. Yeah. Um, he was a little rough with it. Well, also, I guess it was Pitbull's fault too because Shane Douglas was like, I'm going to DDT you on the belt. And Pitbull was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna flip over when you when you." And he's like, "Don't do that. You'll hurt your neck." And he's like, "I'm gonna do it. I got a fat neck." And then he tried to do it. It didn't work, and he broke his neck. I don't blame Shane Douglas for that. No, I do not, not blame Shane Douglas for that. And honestly, I'll say it. I like Shane Douglas. You know, that's the funny thing. When I went like, Ugh, I didn't do Ugh, because I don't like Shane Douglas. I did it because it's just like Shane looks great. He's a good talker. He's a very sound worker. The Triple Threat is like the most underrated faction in the history of wrestling. Just three guys called the Triple Threat. This is their like the, their hand sign. It's so good. Everything about it is good. Which is why isn't he better? Why doesn't he have better matches? I don't understand. I, I will bl this match. I'm gonna blame completely on Pitbull too. <laughs> yeah, sure, uh, sure. Pitbull too has no gas in the tank. This is the longest match he's ever had in his life. Whoa. He has never wrestled this long. Uh, he's always been in tag matches. Like he's never had a singles match. That's been, Ugh. what is this, 20 minutes? I, I I looked down at the Observer here to see, yeah, it was 20 minutes and 43 seconds. This match should have been 13 minutes. This match should have been five. <laughs> uh, it, it should have, it, it, honestly, it should have been a brawl. It should have been just been a brawl. He broke your buddy's neck yeah. and he comes out and the first thing he does is get it up in the front face lock. Yeah. And it's a front face lock trade-off. And they just, for the first five, ten minutes of the match. That was a missed it, opportunity. On, they should have been trying to trade DDTs. But instead, yeah. it, Joey Styles doesn't sell it that way. And therefore, it's like, well, I guess it's just front face. He's trying to torque, his, put torque on his neck. I don't understand it. Yeah. No, I, I blame the wrestlers. I can't blame Joey Styles sure, for this. The sure. wrestlers really, like, uh, I... I I want to blame Shane Douglas because he's probably the one that set up this match. He's just like, oh, yeah, definitely. go for my, go for my neck. It's uh, because it's a story, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But he doesn't realize no, this is a blood feud. He yeah. has to start off hot. And especially with a guy like Pipple, that's not a Matt wrestler. He's not a tech. He's not a mechanic. He is a tag means. team wrestler. He's a tag team brawler. Right. You know, right. Uh, he's not. And so the thing is like him, putting him in this situation was a fail, was a lose, lose. And uh, then Shane had to work double time. And what we had was a horrendous match, oh. a horrendous match. And well, during the first like five minutes, did you notice the music was still playing? Yeah, I did. I did. Which I, well, again, if you watch the original version is very cool because it's like a known song that the crowd loves.
well, this ECW yeah. song isn't working. Yeah. For me. <laughs> right, 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 right. It was distracting. Yeah. Um, they exchange face locks, um, trying to break each other's necks. Was it the uh, Was it the song that was like boo pop do 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 do? Was it? It was something. It was something really jazzy. It was a jazzy tune. I like. It's really weird. What's funny is just for like some real nerdy ECW insight, their theme song was the original theme song of the ECW TV show, which is a Rob Zombie song. But oh. obviously they can't get the Rob Zombie song, so instead it's just this like dee da dee dee da and that's what plays, right? Yeah, I don't. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Um, but they're cha- exchanging face locks. Uh, I, I asked a few times just why is why is Pitbull taking it to the mat? Why is he trying to <laughs> wrestle him? He like gets him to the mat and he's just like, I'm going to get a headlock on him. I'm going to get a headlock on this son of a bitch that tried to kill my friend. And I'll teach him. Um, Not uh, only did this guy break my friend's neck, but when my friend's neck was broken, he grabbed his halo and threw him to the ground. What I'll do? I'll try to get some quick pins on him. Uh, I'll get him to the ground and get a quick pin so I can get this win fast. Like, why are you going for pins at all? Uh, He was going for quick pins. Uh, Shane Douglas uh, does a series of pile drivers. Um, And then there's a She's Got Herpes chant uh, referring to Francine. Brutal. Um, uh, And I wrote down Pipple sucks uh, and gets gassed easily. Um, the, The guardrail. Uh, the guardrail was bought into the ring. Yeah. And Shane Douglas lifts him up to crotch him on the guardrail, right? And then Pitbull just kicks it over and he just drops him on there. <laughs> and he's selling his leg like, you dropped it me on the guardrail, my leg. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, then Pitbull rolls out of the ring. Shane Douglas grabs the guardrail, obviously very upset, yeah. throws it down on him from the outside. Yeah. That's bad. <laughs> That's bad. Um, then... Uh, uh, he tries it again. Shane Douglas gets the guardrail again, picks him up, and then he lands on his leg. Uh, Pitbull can't do anything. Uh, uh, it's very botched. Um, there's a lot of that. Um, then Francine sneaks in some brass knuckles to Shane Douglas. Oh, my God. Yeah. Bra- he hits Pitbull. <laughs> they know he knows <laughs> you know so and then she douglas sees a piece of table in the ring and just like smack <laughs> and he goes for the pin and he kicks out at one yeah <laughs> this is there was there were at least five different times where the match sh- should have been over. It's like, you just, and then whatever, you're going to get there. You just keep, yeah. Just... Uh, and then uh, Shane Douglas keeps going on for covers and getting up. It just keeps going. And also when Shane Douglas is going for these covers, Pipple has no gas to even lift his shoulder. Right. Shane Douglas is getting up. Yeah. He's getting up, acting like he kicked out, but there's no effort for Pipple to get up. I think Pipple was just like, let me go. Yeah. <laughs> let me- <laughs> Um, then Pitbull hits uh, Douglas, um, uh, and Chris Candido comes out, uh, and uh, Saint Douglas yeah. no sells uh, something. What does he hit him with? Uh, Kendo He's stick? got the chain. Chain. He gets the chain. Uh, Shane Douglas no sells that. Rolls him up. Doesn't get the pin, but then goes for the belly the to belly. Uh, uh, his belly to belly, which I like his belly to belly. But it's that. That's not his actual finishing move. Like that's not the his like signature belly to belly. Do you remember Ken Shamrock where he would pick you up and then twist and slam yeah. you down? That is his finishing move. Not this it's got, one. No, this one was just – honestly, I like this one better uh, because that one's dumb. Well, it's pretty uh, impressive this, to do that move to a, a man that big. Man that big that will not jump. Will not move for <laughs> Will you. not. No. Um, but he wins. He wins. And then we get this weird voiceover. 
Yeah. This is strange voiceover. Good. Sounds like Ole Anderson. It sounds like the well, Shockmaster. It's, it's Rick Rude's voice. That's Rick Rude. But, but it sounds like the Shockmaster. Yeah. It really did sound like that. But uh, it says uh, he gives it up. Uh, he's going to give up his mask if he gives up the girl. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And then comes out uh, this guy in a ravishing Rick Rude jacket and a mask. Clearly not ravishing Rick Rude. Clearly this man not. is out of shape and we see it clearly. <laughs> yeah. Um and then uh, uh, Ravishing Rick Rude comes out, and uh, it's a bulldozer Brian Lee in the mask. Yes. Brian Lee, is that Crush? So Brian Lee, that's Brian Adams. Brian Lee Brian Adams. Brian Lee was also a member of DOA, but what he's probably most known for was his uh, SummerSlam 1994 main event as fake and, Undertaker. Oh, fake Undertaker. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I gotcha. So uh, he's out there, and then Rick Rude gyrates over francine yeah uh and uh that's the he just gyrates as we go fade to black yeah <laughs> yeah what's what what was i gonna say I just he was he was under the lloyds of london deal right then so he couldn't take any um uh damage he couldn't take any uh right. offense he could only give offense okay. otherwise he would have been breach and uh insurance fraud <laughs> right yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. the scam that all the wrestlers were doing back then. <laughs> yeah. Him, Kurt Hennig, uh Bret Hart eventually Bret was Hart. A, a Lords of London guy. Road Warrior Animal had this weird contract right. where where he was only allowed to be in tag matches. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't be in a singles match. And he was never in a singles match for years. Yeah. Years because he had the Lords of London. Um very yeah. interesting. Very weird, very bad. Um Damn, I had a point, but I lost it. I lost it. It's okay. Uh, very oh. bad. The whole thing was very bad. Very bad. Very, very bad. Very bad. Um, Wrong. <laughs> okay. Francine, uh, uh, Francine does good work here, though. It's yeah, hard. Francine, it must be really her. hard to be in front of that crowd. I, I, I was saying before, I was thinking, like, it's so hard. It's hard to be a female in wrestling. It's a yeah. hard time to be a female. But to be a heel female in wrestling yeah. at that time in that arena when there's not a single female audience member no not a single female audience member and every single one of them are assholes i, oh, I like i hated awful. i yeah. hated going to wrestling shows as a kid because of like this weird angry yeah malicious crowd saying the worst things oh. and i remember like like i remember when i was real young and i i would chant too and then at this point at one point i remember being like why am I being so mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it's just yeah. really terrible. Yeah, I mean, um, even when Tommy and Beulah come out to do commentary for the main event, the crowd just starts chanting "Take it off" at Beulah. It's rough. It's yeah, rough it's, it's rough. It's rough. Uh, next up, we oh, get Rave. That's what I was gonna say. I'm sorry. This is very silly and inconsequential now. Um, I guess they must have cut that out. Um, they uh, Brian Lee at the time was a member of the Triple Threat, the new Triple Threat. It was Brian Lee, Chris Candido, and Shane Douglas. And Brian Lee now turning on Shane Douglas left the door open for the third, the new third member. Was that Bam Bam? And it became Bam Bam. And Bam Bam. Yeah. Which is Daddy, great. Dad. Daddy, no. Daddy, yes. That's for uh, Bam Bam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on, we have Raven in the back. And he's like, uh, I can't wait to see Funk win. He was saying he can't wait to see Funk win because. Uh, he kept talking about the 10%. He's like, there's 10% of the people out there and the 10% that, that, uh, that want to be subversive to the system. 10% that want to <laughs> fucking like stick to the man. 10% they're going to want me to win against Terry Funk or something like that. Did um, you not see a Terry Funk promo in this? I missed the Terry Funk promo. They cut it out. You and I don't know why they cut it out, but I, the Terry Funk promo I saw was 
tremendous in the build to this story. I remember it. It was very solemn. Well, it's him in the cemetery in front of his dad's grave saying, I'm going to do this for my father tonight. Ooh. Man, why are they showing that? I I don't know why. We have to find that. Maybe we'll find that and put it in one of Roy's playlists. Yeah. Roy's mixtapes. Yeah. um, That are available for Patreon exclusive members. Yeah. Um, Moving on. The second one is uh, delayed because I want to tweak it and make it better than what it is right now. Hey, you do you, boo-boo. We're all happy. We're all happy. Um, Wait, wait, wait. Let's see what this sounds like. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. I can't wait to give that out on our next live stream. <laughs> um, next up, we have Taz in the back. And he says, uh, 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 no more talking. And then he proceeds to talk for 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shit. He said uh, he's choked them all out. He's choked out everyone. And then Fonz starts talking. Bill Alfonso starts yeah. talk. I hate Bill Alfonso. Oh, really? I have no love for the man. I, have, <laughs> like he's, I find him disruptive visually. Yeah. I, uh, his, his sounds he makes are terrible, yeah. both um, speaking and whistle. Yeah. I hate oh, it. Oh, the whistle is brutal. Absolutely hate it, and I have. I don't understand how anyone liked this person. I don't understand it. <laughs> uh, I don't find anything likable about him. Um, but uh, and I wrote all promos tonight have been way too long. But next we get up my favorite match of the night. Okay. We have Taz versus Sabu. Taz versus Zebu, great buildup to this. For those yeah, of you who don't know yeah, the buildup, yeah. they, they they didn't touch for a year. Sabu was dodging Taz. Taz was trying to call out Sabu for months and months and months and kept trying to say, like, I want you, Sabu. And then he'd show up in the ring, the lights would go out, and he's just standing there, arms folded, just waiting for it. I loved it. What, yeah. what are your thoughts on the, the build? Did you remember a lot of it? Yeah, I was just trying to think about, like, was it a year? I thought it was even longer than a year, to be honest. Because I thought it started when Sabu no-showed an event where he was supposed to team with Taz. Mm -hmm. And then that's really when the build started, which was, like, 95. I believe that. But, like, I I know that this really – his gimmick of, like, being that guy that's, like, the – Choke people out thing was 96? Yeah, that was was 96. 96. Yeah, because he had broken his neck in 95 and came back. Yeah, um, and that's when he was calling out – that's when he started – openly i want to fight this yeah. guy for like a year great yeah. build um and then we get it tonight's the big fight uh it has a big fight feel too this is the first match that kind of like started off a little slow because the crowd was eating up they couldn't wait to see and these two look so good together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like the the ground and pound submission expert versus the death defying homicidal suicidal genocidal sabu sabu um very good very yeah. very good stuff um, and Taz dominates uh, throughout the uh, the first part. There's some slaps, and then he just starts going after him, out wrestling him. He's like, "Grab a leg, grab a yeah, leg." He says yeah. to Sabu. Sabu yeah. grabs a leg, and he just hits him, yeah. spins around, starts clobbering him. Just great stuff. And they have great chemistry together. I don't know where Sabu broke his nose, but he did. He you did. saw that? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's gushing blood from his face. Did we see where it happened? No, I didn't see it, but I just, I remember the shot and you can see that his nose is like a little mangled, a little mangled up. Um, and a Taz, what's great about Taz. And I really like this about Taz. He's always moving. Like when he's in a submission, he's always working the submission. His arms are moving. He's making faces. He's yelling. He's screaming. Like he's always doing something. So as a submission guy, it's hard to keep the audience into the match yeah. because you're falling down on the mat. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he's like making sure everyone's into the story. Yep. He does a great job of submission. One of the best submission, the best, maybe not the best, whoa, but whoa, one whoa. of the best. <laughs> yeah. He's right up there of, with submission. Um, with, like with his style of submission, no yes, one's done it like his him. style of submission. Yes, 
for sure. Who do you think is the best submission wrestler of all time? Uh, I think I know who mine is. Well, my my head immediately goes to Brett. Like it's hard for me, but even Ooh, if he's Brett. not technically like a submission wrestler, he's he a submission is, wrestler. He I is a submission wrestler. Yeah, I would say William Regal. Sure, of course, of course. Yeah, but those two are great answers, and yeah. we accept both of them here at yeah. Loser Leaves. And wrestling. I would accept Taz as, as an answer too. Um, if Taz had only gotten his shot to like really wrestle Regal and wrestle um, Brett and Angle and like all those guys and Benoit, oh, man, too. would I have loved to see Brett versus Regal? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. Maybe it exists. They did cross bit. paths. A they did bit. cross paths a little bit. A little we'll bit. see. Um, but uh, we get the win. Also, there's a few other things in here. I wrote uh, Fonz drives me nuts. The fucking whistling thing. Him talking. Uh, there's a swinging DDT move that uh, uh, Taz, uh, Taz is going to give a Northern Light suplex onto the table. Sabu blocks it, and he's about to give a spinning DDT, bouncing off the ropes. But Taz lets go, throws him through the table. Cool little spot. Um, and uh, then they, I love all, Ta Taz just goes to town on suplexes. Yeah. yeah. Just suplex. All of them, too. Every kind of suplex. Every kind of suplex you imagine. And they all look devastating, and he gets such good arc on it. Like yeah. even though they're like they're landing high on their their backs, but they're never landing on their heads. Right. And like it's very good like that. So, um, but Taz wins with a uh, I wish I could say the real name. The Taz mission. Do you know how to say the real name? The Katahajime. Katahajime. Uh, and he wins with the Katahajime, which is illegal in judo, but legal in wrestling. That illegal way. in judo. Soon uh, to be known as the Red Rum. How did you like about? How do you like this match? I, I liked this match. It took me a few minutes to get into it because I fucking hated that Shane Douglas Pitbull match so much. That was so bad. Yeah, that it took me a few minutes to get into it. But as I got into it, I, I really enjoyed it. I just, yeah, I could watch Taz work all day. I love I, I really love can. ECW Taz. Yeah. He was I so think good. in future empty arenas, we should just do a deep dive on Taz matches. That's interesting. Maybe find a good Taz match and get yeah. into it. Yeah, but we yeah. will. Um, but afterwards, Taz gets on the mic, right? And he gets in the mic. He's like, Sebu, it choked you out. We got that straight. Uh, he didn't say that, but he's like, uh, Sebu, you gave me the fight of life. And then people in the crowd are chanting gay and shit like that. I'm just like, bro, come on, yeah. let him have a moment. Well, I did like that Taz was like, shut up, learn some respect. Yeah, he's like, learn yeah. some respect. It was really cool. Actually, Taz is so good at this, yeah, but he Taz like yelled really at the crowd for being dicks. And then he's like, I want to shake your hand. Shakes his hand. It was like a good moment. Then they go for a hug. Great moment. Crowd's booing yeah, <laughs> because they're is. like, yeah. you I was, I was actually, I forgot what happened after the match. So I was I, honestly expecting them to hug, hold the hand up. And then Taz just locks in the submission again, yeah. which I think would have been really cool because yeah. he's just like, I'm not done with you yet. Yeah. And that would have been cool. But instead we have RVD come out, start beating on Taz. And the crowd's Except, cheering. They're cheering because they love nonsense. And then Sabu goes up to RVD like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Gotcha. And then he starts hitting him too. Uh, gives him Arabian face buster and does all that stuff. Um, then he gets Taz. Uh, they throw him through a table, right? They double team him. Um, Did they throw him through a table? I think oh, this is what happened. They lay him on the table. Oh, yeah. And then uh, uh, Sabu is about to do the jumping off the chair onto the thing. But he kind of like falls. loses balance, yeah. falls down. And then he just like kind of takes a half step back, <laughs> runs up and just dives head first into Taz. <laughs> As the he crowd, does a swan dive. Yeah, as the crowd chants, you fucked up at him. Yeah, and then he locks in the Taz uh, mission on Taz. Yeah. Uh, the Kata Hajime. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, 
Fonz gets in the ring. He's about to fight. He's like, I gotta fight. He's got everything about him. Just as defensive. And uh, he's like, he's trying to, he's trying to rip his t-shirt in two, but he doesn't have the strength for it. But he's got so many shirts on. He's got three shirts. And for this big reveal, and he's like ripping off and he's wearing his Taz shirt, but he loses it. And he shows that it's got a Sabu shirt underneath. And he's, now he's team Sabu. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i okay. whatever look i at my first my you initial love it. do you love fonz no i don't love fonz although when i was a little kid i was fonzie and my brother was rvd because i was so little that i had to be fonzie and i would go right down the middle daddy i would do this all the time <laughs> uh yeah so i was nine um why didn't the wwe pick up fonz <laughs> I'm joking. He was too I am busy, joking. Uh, working for MLW. Uh, he would have no one there would give him a second. They're like, "What happened to Harvey Whippleman? <laughs> <laughs> Did Harvey Whippleman get in an accident? Why is this happening?" Uh, uh, I hated. I hated this. <laughs> it was too long. It was all too long. Way and too I don't long. look. When I first watched this, I was like, "You know, Joey Styles, fucking overrated." I didn't think he did a very good job here. And then I thought about it more, and I was like, "No, he did a good job." But this segment was what made me hate Joey Styles. Because I hate the like, oh, Fonzie, oh, get out of the ring, Fonzie. The fight of your life. Oh, you make me sick. Disgusting. You, I'm going to, huh, I'm going to puke. Huh. Like all of his like overselling and like, it's all like very cringy to me. My like, partner that. loves Joey Styles. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because he's going nuts. He's yeah. just like, he's like during the match. It's, it's by the way, I think Joey Styles did a great job. Tonight. Joey Styles did do a great job. Yeah, did a great job because yeah. it's so hard. He's the only one there, and even yeah. when he's not, he's still the only one there. Right. We'll right. talk about that later. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, but Joey Styles like, and he gets so excited, and you know, it, like he makes mistakes. Sure, he makes mistakes, but that's yeah. kind of it. Like, yeah, it's a little hacky sometimes, but he has to get it out. You know, yeah. he keeps keeps you engaged. Yeah. What made me mad is that he would say Hudan Kanrana, and I thought that's how Hurricane Rana was pronounced, but it's Houdin not. Kanrana. He just says Hudan Kanrana. Why, Joey? Why? Let him be. But the thing, the thing him is, alone. he's he is announcing a match. He, this is the first time in the history of him as a commentator that he did live professional wrestling. Like he was all the shows were taped. Everything was always taped. This was the first time he ever did anything live. He's by himself. It's national pay-per-view. He has to do a Lucha match, a brawling match. He has to tell these stories. He did. He had to do a lot and he did a good job. I'm shocked by how he did it. I'm honestly shocked. Um, But that's the end of that. Next up, we got Joey styles announcing Tommy dreamer on color commentary for the, the basically last match of the night. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. But now comes Stevie Richards, then Sandman, okay. Here's then the Terry thing. Funk. Here's Give the thing. Man. Here's the thing. This is why I wanted you to watch the non-Peacock version. Because between the promo... I understand. I understand. But hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, it's. I think it's good that you didn't. Because now we have these two perspectives. But... Between this promo with like Terry Funk in his grave or by his dad's grave, and this whole story that they've been building for months, because this pay per view, right? Let's like take a take a pause before we get into the main event, real quick. That this was supposed to happen in December of last year, but because of the mass transit New Jack whole thing, their pay per view got canceled. So they've been building this Terry Funk thing for a long time. This idea that this old gunslinger is coming back for one more shot at the title, twenty years after he lost his last championship. This is it for him. And he cuts his promo. He's going to do it for his dad. And then what's his theme music when he comes down to the ring? Desperado. 
and it's just real it's real slow and like the crowd goes silent for it and terry funk like this the music plays for like a good 20 seconds before terry comes out and the crowd just erupts for terry funk I gotta hear it. I've gotta probably go in and look at it because yeah. that sounds amazing. It's good. Um, and then you get your Sandman entrance. We all love our Which Sandman entrance. Which is also entrance. really good. I've and seen the Sandman hear... entrance before, but it's good. It's yeah. right. And they know you hear it too. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. Cans oh, his head. you cut it open his head. Yeah. Um, but uh, we get their entrances. Stevie comes out doing his thing yeah, with whatever. all the Blue Men members, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but the crowd's rolling to them. Yeah. Um, the Blue but Men yeah. members. <laughs> but the the the. Uh, match the started, yeah the match though was pretty fun uh, yeah. uh it, it didn't make any sense it made very little sense sandman this was sandman's best match i'll say this was sandman's best match i won't say sandman's was bam bam bigelow and that <laughs> god awful i keep uh, actually i kept writing hack in my notes i kept writing hack. <laughs> uh but he's uh he, he did a great uh, he didn't do a great job he did the most passable job he's ever done uh and it, it was a fun little back and forth um, I, I thought they, they all worked hard. Yeah. Even Sandman worked hard. Yeah. Um, absolutely. and, uh, yeah, the, 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 uh, who, what did I write for a free fun back and forth? The best Sandman that has ever looked. I wrote that. Uh, then, then, uh, he brings out a ladder. Sandman brings out a ladder. Why? I don't know. No I one know, knows, but I no love... one knows why they brought the ladder, why they climbed the ladder yeah. <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> I, I loved, he did it twice. I loved yeah. when he would bring out the weapon and throw it in the ring and directly hit Terry Funk. It hits him every time. I don't think he was doing it purposefully, but he kept nailing Terry Funk with these outside <laughs> objects. It was very funny. Um, uh, and, uh, then he starts climbing. Then Sandman starts climbing the thing. Then, uh, uh, Terry starts climbing it after him. Terry gives a moonsault, yeah. completely misses Stevie, but Stevie sells a little bit. He kind of got the leg in there a little bit. Uh, it was fun. Then uh, Terry does his Stooges bit. I love the Stooges yeah, spinning yeah, ladder. Yeah. Puts the ladder on his head and he clocks. Oh. Clocks the hell out of Sandman. Yeah. Sandman, for all of his faults, you know, he gives it his all when he's taking hits. Guy can turn to take a shot, yeah. Does not put up his hands ever. <laughs> I think that's because his reaction time is so slow because he is blackout drunk. <laughs> but he does not put up his hands ever. Gets nailed in the head. Yeah. Uh, and great, I just love that spot. It's very cartoony. Yeah, I think um, it's, is that is that a, a Terry Funk original? I want to say yes because yeah. how many other ladder matches were before that? Right, where I, someone Bret would do Hart, that spot. Yeah, Sean Bret is Hart like, wasn't doing yeah. that bit. <laughs> yeah, Razor Ramon's not putting it on his head and spinning around. Maybe Razor did. I have I don't know. Maybe. It seems like something Razor might do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but it definitely not Sean or Brett. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, Sandman. This is the issues with Sandman. He forgets he's in a damn match. Right. There's pins going on, and he's just standing there watching. <laughs> he's not breaking them up. He's just standing there watching right. or yeah. looking and setting up a ladder. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, you're you want to win. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, then Stevie gets, but then I realize it's elimination. So then it makes a little bit more sort sense. Sort of, yeah. It makes a little bit more yeah. sense. They eliminate. No, no, it's, yeah, it's like sort of elimination. I did not know that going into this. No, neither did um, I. Stevie gets eliminated. Uh, then uh, Funk and Sandman, they shake hands. They, they shake hands and uh, they start fighting again. Then Sandman gets some uh, uh, streamers, just playful streamers. But what's in those streamers? Barbed wire. Brings the barbed wire in. Terry Funk gets a handle of it, starts whipping, pulling off Sandman's shirt, starts whipping him with it. A uh, really ugly that's looking. real barbed wire. That's real barbed wire. It's and, then, uh, and then uh, Sandman wraps around his body. 
and just does these running chest bumps to him. Uh, and, but then he's just like, he gets on the top rope with the, the wire ripped out. And he gives me, like, I, he's known for this, the worst leg drops in the history yeah, of absolutely, wrestling. absolutely. But what does the Bobwa have to do with that leg drop? You right. didn't wrap it around your leg. You literally jumped off the rope, gave a terrible leg drop, fell on your butt. Incidentally, where the Bobwa is? Are you, when you watch this with your partner, are you commenting on these things with your partner? Uh, she's trying to, she's trying not to pay any attention to it. She's just there. And every now and then she'll hear Joey Styles and be like, like, that's very funny (laughs) that he's he's like, why would you do that? Uh, It's very fun. But, uh, uh, did not have any interest in this match. Fair. Fair. Completely fair. Fair. Completely fair. 110%. But what I thought was funny is like, so they eliminate Stevie, but then the blue world order disappears, but Stevie's still kind of there. And at one point Sandman, like bear hug stevie with the barbed wire and i'm like sandman he's eliminated why are sandman you doesn't always know he's <laughs> yeah, drunk he's dude's drunk yeah. um but then he wraps himself uh all that stuff uh stevie helps uh in the end with for terry funk to give a moonsault on sandman great moonsault yeah he needed the spring of the top rope but really fucking nailed him like his yeah. legs there's no air in Sandman anymore. And I got nervous about that too because when he went up to the top rope, he was looking away from Sandman, and Sandman was not in position. Sandman needed to know, and good give credit to Sandman because he was drunk, but he was like, I gotta protect Terry. So he had to like roll over and get into his spot. I think he just had an itch or something. <laughs> just rolled over <laughs> in the middle of the night. It's itchy. <laughs> this barbed wire itches my skin. Um and that's the end of the match. And as soon as Terry Funk wins. Raven comes out. Yeah. Raven comes out and uh, destroys Funk. Just, At this uh, beats point, him. there's nine minutes left in the show. Something and, ran long. Yeah. Something ran long. But also, this was a pretty long thing, too. It like, I don't know. Like it did not thing. need to be this long. Yeah. And uh, they had a hard cutoff. Yeah. They had a hard cutoff at, what was it, midnight? Probably, yeah. Because the show started midnight. at nine rather than eight because it was dangerous. Yeah, so they had a hard cutoff. They needed to get off the air. They were just going to cut it. So right. they needed to get this match done. And so uh, they have this match. They have the uh, they, no, they have Raven come out, beats him up forever. Beats yeah. him up. The, the, what does he do? The, uh, says uh, uh, Tommy Dreamer, by the way, as he's beating up. up t- uh, Tommy Dreamer did nothing to help with color commentary in this yeah. match. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. T- uh, Joey Styles <laughs> wanted a break for yeah. a little bit. And to- uh, Tommy did nothing. But then Tommy, when he's be- Raven's beating him up, Tom, uh, Joey's like, oh my god, he's beating up Terry Funk. Oh my god, and he's just like, don't talk to me, Joey. Yeah, you need to right, watch this. right, right, right. <laughs> and then I love that Joey Styles says, "Of course, you're right. I'm so sorry." <laughs> what are you talking about? Why are you here right. unless to talk? Yeah. Um, and then uh, Terry's bleeding pretty bad, really bad. Yeah. Um, uh, Tommy's refusing to help. He's like, he has to do it on his own. He has to do it on his own. He wants to do it on his own. Uh, and then uh, Raven continues outside does an awesome running uh yeah. plancha so he sets up a punk onto a bro- already broken table because of the leg did you see the leg was yeah. broken yeah it was bent in a weird way but he sets up a uh, funk on a table gets in the ring does this running plancha through a table which is awesome i love that it was really cool well, what looking. i like what i like too is that that first table that had the broken leg he was like i'm not going to be able to use this table so rather than just like get rid of it he suplexes the table onto mm-hmm. funk it's a stall in order to set up another table which he also that was the same broken. table 
Was it the same table? Yeah, he just balanced. He he put it against the guardrail this time. Smart, smart. It was smart he, because he's a fucking genius. Raven and genius. Sandman are geniuses. Raven and uh, Sandman. That is disgusting. Yeah. Uh, and then he does the dive to the outside. Then all of a sudden, flock members start coming out. Who's Reggie Bennett? No idea who any of so. I don't actually know the girl that got in the ring and right. power bombed Terry Funk and gave right. a well. She uh, got a little too much arc on it, but yeah. she's threw Terry Funk around. <laughs> I want to see her work. I want to yeah. see. Because I'd love to see her versus Bull Nakano. Like, right. she's fierce. I don't know. Like, all of these people came in, like, right around the end of Raven's tenure in ECW. Because he's only in ECW for another two or three more months after this. Honestly, I'm trying to rack my brain. Is she the... Reggie Bennett, whoever that is. Is she the first female wrestler to do a wrestling move to a non-manager? Wow. A male non-manager. Because, like, Medusa beat up some male managers. Sure. Uh, she beat up Paul Lee and Cornette or something and like that. Sonny Ono. Sonny Ono. But uh, this is the first time that I've seen... That, and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, she yeah. gave a cool-looking powerbomb, even though a little too much arc. But, too much arc. Uh, I guess so, because China hadn't really... China started. wasn't there yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Reggie we we have to find out Reggie Bennett. We have to find Reggie Bennett. But then uh, Tommy... Who he said he couldn't help he couldn't help Terry Funk because he has to do it on his own. Decides he doesn't need to do it on his own. Yeah. <laughs> he comes yeah. to the ring I finally also, after his hero is dead. <laughs> well, hold on, time out, time out. There's two big things that we need to discuss here that are both so dumb. Uh, first, when Tommy hops the guardrail, Raven, I think just to be a dick, takes one of the garbage cans out of the ring and just throws it at Tommy and like oh, sure. bangs off of him and he's like, hey. Sure. But, Oh, you're right. We have to talk about Big Dick Dudley. (laughs) Okay, so uh, Big Dick Dudley comes out, and uh, he beats on Tommy Dreamer. He gets him, and he's about to choke slam him through a series of tables, (laughs) and then he gets kicked in the nuts, and then Tommy grabs him for a choke slam. Big Dick Dudley has a big scary face on, and he just jumps up and falls on his feet through several tables and that's the worst way to fall through a table i just love that tommy couldn't move him couldn't get him up so dick big dick was like i got it <laughs> he just falls feet first yeah. <laughs> he just jumps feet first through tables it's the weirdest thing i also love that joey styles is like it's big dick dudley he's gotten out of jail <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh but then then uh, uh, Tommy goes to the ring, gives Raven a DDT, and gets uh, the Terry finds some life. He rolls over, goes to the count one, two, and they kicks and out. He kicks out, but the ref counts three. Yeah, but one. I wish they did. I wish they did. They they had Raven on the ground, right? And Raven just got DDT'd, and then they but he just got DDT'd, and he's pretty fresh still so he can get up soon after right. and terry's still like kind of find a way and then they get up and they kind of stumble on each other small package right. one two three right that yeah. would have been so much more climactic that was such a more uh, a special moment but still terry funk won the yeah. championship yeah. and it was very heartfelt everyone loves terry funk no yeah. one doesn't love terry funk yeah still to this day he's probably one of the most well-liked old men wrestlers and there's no liked well old men wrestlers <laughs> no true. one likes old men wrestlers it's besides true. terry funk he's the only one that deserves yeah, it. yeah because he's the real deal man and i gotta go yeah. back like reading about this match and the build and all of this and Meltzer and all of that i do want to go back and um watch some more terry funk because he's he really is great and um yeah he's great he is great. 
And I, I'm, I'm, I, I just, I want to see more of him. Maybe we'll watch some more Terry Funk stuff. Yeah, his uh, uh, matches against Flair in the early '90s are supposed to be incredible. I want to watch some of his Japanese matches in the '70s. We should, we should do that too. We should watch his retirement match, the Forever, Forever. Oh, we got to watch that. I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. But Dave Meltzer, in this article that I read, calls it the most emotional moment in the history of Japanese professional wrestling. But uh, that's barely legal in 1997. It went immediately off the air, almost immediately after yeah. he's he's uh, flaunting with the bell and, and celebrating. And then the, uh, right after they went off the air, the uh, generators blew. And yeah, the power went out in the, yeah. in the place. And if it, if there was any, the slightest timing off, the lights would have went out mid-match. Right. And uh, we wouldn't have seen who won. And this would probably be a big fail yeah. for ECW. And they may not have had a chance for a second pay-per-view. Because the pay-per-view providers might be like, you fucked up. You yeah. fucked up. We're not going to trust you again because this was a big risk for them. Huge risk. Huge, Huge risk. risk. And yeah. they did it. They did they it did with it. barely legal 97 and they went on to have a lot of fun pay-per-views. Maybe we'll cover them soon. Yeah. Uh, but this their, is empty uh, arena. Their next pay-per-view, uh, just for spoiler alert, their next pay-per-view hardcore heaven 97. Terrible. It's so bad. It's awful. Uh, it's never as good as the first one. The second right. was always worse. Right. Um, but uh, wow. What fun we had. What fun we had, right, Roy? We had a great what time. Fun. This is great. We can do this kind of stuff because it's just a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for joining us. This is Loser Lee's Wrestling. This was Empty Arena, Barely Legal 97. Yeah. Um, please follow us on all the things. Loser Lee's Wrestling on Instagram. Loser Lee's Pod on Twitter. Loser Lee's Pod at gmail.com for all the emails. Loser Lee's uh, Wrestling on YouTube so you could watch our live streams. Watch our live streams. Watch our live streams and listen to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And give us a call. call. Give us a call on the hotline. 201 157 Should I say it again? 201 That's right. I did it. I did you it. did it. Thank you all. So I have to remember so many numbers with this and my job and all these things. I don't <laughs> know how I'm doing it. Thank you all so much for joining us. Please listen to all our uh, stuff and uh, join us for the streams. Thank you very much. Have a great one. Oh, I should have started playing the music while we're talking to have that kind of flow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But you play it why now. Isn't, why isn't it? Oh, I have the volume off. There it is. Thank you all so much for joining us. Bye. Bye. Control. I gotta go down to Taco Bell and give me a full haul.